One of the most critical parts of dropshipping is finding winning products. And I see far too many people playing the guessing game and not having any success. So I actually put together this gift for you. It's the ultimate guide to finding winning products. It's actually the same concepts that I use that lead to $1,000 days in dropshipping for me. And there's a lot of people that ask me, so I've actually recorded this workshop that I did in Chicago, and it lays out all the strategies. There's criteria, free methods, paid methods, the works, even some things that even pros don't even know about. And I put this together and bundled it in a gift for you. So all you need to do is go to products.techmoneytalks.com. Go to products.techmoneytalks.com. It's actually my gift to you to help you find winning products. Let the data guide you. It's not a guessing game. It's right there in front of you. Once you see it, it's a numbers game, and it's really awesome. Hey everybody, Brian McCumber here from Tech Money Talks. I am really excited today because we have a very special guest on the podcast. We are fortunate to have Katie Louise, aka Ecom Katie, as a special guest on the show. She's based in London, operating her dropshipping e-commerce business and digital marketing agency. I tell you folks, e-com and dropshipping, it's a global business with abundant opportunities right at your fingertips because we're selling to the world. We're selling to the world. And Katie's been taking full advantage of these opportunities with massive success. She leaves no excuses on the table. If you don't know who she is, then you're in for a real treat because Katie is producing tens of thousands of dollars per day and keeping five figures in profit per month. She successfully launched multiple stores and niche businesses and her journey is just so awesome. If you're interested in starting an online business to make extra money, you better save this episode in your back pocket and listen to it over and over again because the stories and the tips you're going to learn here will give you the opportunity to quickly launch your own business to help your wallet grow fat. Katie has been absolutely killing it in e-commerce, not only generating awesome sales for herself, but she also launched a marketing agency that helps clients do the same. Even some clients have an over 700% growth. Katie is a real deal and has been featured in Bloomberg, the New York Post, and Fox News. Time is money and everyone's looking to get a piece of her time. I'm so happy to have her on the show today. Katie, thanks for joining us. How's it going? Thanks for having me. That was a wicked intro. <laughs> How was that? Was that good? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. Well, hey, you deserve it. I mean, a lot of the accomplishments right there is just like really powerful and really awesome. And I'm glad that we have a chance to connect today. And I would say for the audience, can we start off by maybe taking a step back and you can share your journey into e-commerce and dropshipping? Yeah, of course. Um, so I kind of like got into like online marketing and just making money online in general when I was kind of about like 13 or 14. I used to come home from high school and I'd sit at home and watch all of the YouTube videos online from all of these like gurus and stuff like that and I, I was just so driven I don't know what it was in me but I was just driven to make money and to do these things that I saw other people doing um so the first money I ever made was on a freelance website called Fiverr um I used to print off loads of posters and then go around my city and put them up for five dollars which like looking back on it was not worth my time at all but at the time I loved it um 
and then my first ever drop shipping store was a, a clothing store and it I didn't start out in drop shipping but I started out on Shopify so I would print designs on t-shirts and and just sell them off and just print them at home with my little ironing board and stuff like that and then I thought wow I need to I need to be doing more and I need to be spending this time learning more about e-commerce so I took on dropshipping. Wow, man, that's really amazing. And actually, so taking the time to actually print that and maybe even talk about that, because I think a lot of people get their start. What was that transition where you realized, okay, you were kind of manually putting the product together, almost like in similar to like what people do on, on Etsy, began to realize maybe it wasn't as scalable as what you could do related to drop shipping. And maybe uh, kind of touch on that, what, what was going on through your head? Yeah, so I started off, I'd go down to like my local stationery store and just get some like iron-on printer paper. And then I would just look on places like Tumblr and stuff for some cool designs and come up with something myself. Um, and then I'd just print it out and iron it onto a t-shirt and started selling a few online and putting it on Instagram and sending a few out to some different people. Um, and then I kind of thought, this is taking up so much of my time now. Um, I'd actually just rather be, I'd rather be sat down and rather be learning more about what I can do and then kind of go head on next time around. So and now leading into your first dropshipping store, how did you stumble upon like the concept of dropshipping? Um, just online, I think like look, watching YouTube videos and, you know, watching all these other like kids at the time on YouTube that claim to do like all these sales and uh-huh. um you know everyone wanted to get into drop shipping like especially when I was that age and I wasn't quite old enough either so I needed to kind of like wait that out and uh-huh. I lied to PayPal a few times about how old I was but you could get away with it back then but you probably can't now <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it was just kind of it was like a really good learning curve for me and when you started what what was this what was the first store that uh, that you started like what kind of store was it so I started off doing raspberry ketones. Um, they're like little weight loss pills. Oh, yeah. um, I started that because it was just, it was in January actually. So I thought it was like a good time for like the health and fitness niche because everyone goes on their health kicks kind of after Christmas and after New Year. So I started that off as a free plus shipping kind of like back in the day when that was quite a big thing. Yeah. Um, and it just took off really. Like at that point, I only spent kind of like, about $25 a day in ads and brought back like $300 of sales. Um, but I think I just really caught the wave of um, the free plus shipping bit there. Yeah. Um, and then I started to kind of, I got a lot of store complaints and stuff like that because the products taking so long and um, people weren't happy with the shipping times. And that's obviously always been like quite a big thing with drop shipping. Yeah. Um, so it was just kind of like trying to overcome that and, then, you know, learning what I learned from those stores and moving on to do something. Yeah. Now that's funny. I was actually drinking raspberry lemonade ketones this morning. And yeah, you said. Yeah. And I remember when you mentioned, I was like, wow. And so what was the influence? Like when I stumbled upon the ketones, um, I actually learned about it like through uh, Russell Brunson. I think he had a, he had a, like a partnership and he used it as like a case study, you know, being able to explain the ketones and what it can do for your body. And uh, I take it now, not really for like the weight loss. Some people use it for that, but I take it to kind of maintain my energy, which I think is like really good. And I notice a difference. Like I notice, and that's why I, I take it now. Um, but how did, how did you stumble upon on that? 
I think I'd probably just seen a few other people um, selling um, like at that point, because I'm in the UK as well, supplements were like a really big thing. And there was a few startup companies um, like Gymshark, which is now a massive company. And they kind oh, of yeah. all started off doing like clothing and um, a lot of those companies like my protein started off just doing um, supplements and shakes and stuff like that. And it was just a massive craze, really. So I thought, like, this is something that I would use myself. Like, yeah. Um, so I'm just going to give this a go and, and see if anyone else wants it. Yeah, yeah. And that's a really good point to touch on there that, I mean, you know, what you, like, intuitively saw was, like, a, a trend, a market trend that, you know, okay, there's a market for it. And then you're jumping into it. Um, and it's one of your first, you know, starting points. Uh, but now you started to learn about, you know, market trends and like, okay, this is how, you know, I can, I can learn to jump in on, on what's hot and maybe what's maybe at the end of its life cycle. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's great. That's great. You know, one of the things that I'm curious about uh, in doing the research, I did uh, catch one of your recent Instagram posts and it was related to the, uh, the men's grooming store that you started and uh, actually you know for the audience let me just kind of paraphrase what you post I thought like this was really awesome so you had a picture and you said you started this uh, men's grooming niche a few weeks ago and you, you said you made about 2,000 in revenue within about four hours until Facebook uh, stopped running your ads and you know you, you saw that this could have gone to like a ten twelve thousand dollar day uh, and then you started talking further about you know your plans and, and product sourcing and things like that. So I was wondering if you could share that story with the audience. Yeah, definitely. So this was um, a store that I started back in November in the men's grooming niche. Um, I've actually done a fair amount in the men's grooming niche and I've just like happened to fall into it. Um, but it's really popular and it's ever growing now. Um, so I started this one at the beginning of November, maybe like halfway through October. And it's just a one product store. Um, it was just a matter of kind of I already know the men's grooming audience so I know the targeting quite well so with the Facebook targeting that was quite easy um, but this was my first star which I'd use um, a company called the Silk Road and yeah. that's kind of um, a company similar to Oberlo which is like a fulfillment company um, this one gets more involved in actually finding the supplier for you from AliExpress um and they provide the supplier and everything just gets fulfilled automatically you don't have to go in and press fulfill orders or anything like that um so i've started with this um i found a lot of um it was quite difficult at first because i scaled the store so quickly um and i didn't really give anyone much of a heads up which i should know to do by now um so you don't really get to talk to the supplier directly and Silk Road don't like you to talk to the supplier directly either. Mm. Um, so I think the issue that I had is that I had sold all these products and then they couldn't fulfill them. And um, it was kind of going back and forth with trying to catch up on all these products oh, wow. um, in which the supplier couldn't fulfill. So I had a few issues there with Silk Road. Um, in the end, they were pretty good about it. Um, they refunded me for quite a lot, but um they do say the shipping times are a lot quicker than they are they advertise them like five to seven days in yeah. the u.s but it's more like seven working days which kind of ends up around kind of two weeks overall mm -hmm. um 
so that was a hit that I took as well. Kind of, have, I've told my customers that'll be there in five to seven days, and it wasn't there in five to seven days. So I was having to refund postage. Wow. Um, but it's one of those things like when you ever you try something new, like the only way you're going to learn really is, is to do it and to go for it and to see what happens. And now mm-hmm. I'll be able to take a step back with this store, and this store is probably going to be something that I will now um, take that item and private label it and just even you know buy a thousand off at time and and do it do it like that. Really good and and really good uh, story to share for the audience because yeah I mean Silk Road, it I want to say it started like maybe over the summer or you know maybe yeah I think it's fairly new yeah yeah so it's fairly new and so it, it's cool to to kind of see you know what was kind of the experience and you know maybe you know for you know eighty percent of people maybe if they're not you know scaling as as hard but I mean you found a a winner that's working for you. And you yeah. were ready to scale it and, uh, you know, kind of surfaced, uh, you know, a lot of the uh, the challenges that, that you saw. And then I like how you're sharing now that, you know, okay, you could see, you know, s- some of the downsides and then how to, how to adjust and make the changes so that, you know, you could take this business forward. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think it's a great concept. Um, yeah. Like yeah. it's an absolute dream to be able to, you know, have somebody that if somebody says they can get all your products delivered in five to seven days and, you know, kind of just sort everything for you, then, you know, that's every dropshipper's dream. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. They do product sourcing and stuff as well, which I've not actually used with them yet. But um, the whole concept of it is, is a fantastic concept. I think it probably just needs some more time just for them to kind of find their feet. And um, yeah. yeah, I don't know whether maybe they need to speak to suppliers and get a closer relationship with the supplies that they use just to make sure everything's going through okay. Um, yeah. But it, it is a good concept. And I think there is so much more kind of dropship and technology around now. Um, even I'm in the UK, but everything I sell is in dollars. And I only sell to the US because any kind of items coming from Asia just takes too long to get to the UK, really. Um, so my whole market is in the US, but even going to trade shows and stuff in the UK around here, um, I've seen more recently, there's a lot more dropshipping companies coming out. Um, and they're providing fulfillment from like local UK suppliers um, with really fast shipping. So there's a lot coming out and, you know, some yeah. people say that drop shipping's dead, but it, I really don't think it is. I, I really think if anything, uh, now's almost the best time to start because, you know, people are really catching up with it and people are really trying to support drop shippers. True. True. Yeah. There, I mean, there's growing support and drop shipping and yeah. And I'm glad that you mentioned like, I mean, with the stuff on, on Silk Road, you know, not to, you know, knock them like any business getting off the ground. Um, you know, there's going to be some, some things to learn from and, and I'm pretty sure they're going to adjust accordingly. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty much what, you know, professional drop shippers are, are looking for. And, you know, it's, it's a, it's a need that that's looking to be filled. And, you know, with the stuff that, that you just, you know, touched on there, as far as, you know, is drop shipping, you know, dead or not, you know, I'd say, you know, no, I mean, it evolves. I mean, drop shipping has been around since the dot-com boom. I've been in the tech industry for about 20 years. So like, I'm talking the beginning of Amazon, the be- when they were yeah, just yeah. selling books and when, you know, so, I mean, it, it's been around since then to most of the younger or next generation of like, you know, drop shipping didn't just start with Shopify. It's been around way before that. But, uh, but the point I was trying to make is that it's going to evolve. So, I mean, what you just described in this one scenario is that, you know, you, you proved out 
a winning product with drop shipping and then now can confidently take it a step forward by now sourcing the product private labeling it having a solid you know you know shipping and logistics to to better serve your customers and you're comfortable doing all that because you proved it out with drop shipping yeah yeah definitely <laughs> that is so awesome. <laughs> That's really great stuff. And yeah, I mean, and then it's a repeatable process, right? So then, you know, go on to the next one or maybe something that's related to that, right? Yeah, and it's good for anyone kind of even wanting to take dropshipping onto another level. Um, you yeah. know, if you were to find a really a good product, a new product, and you start dropshipping it, if you could kind of prove these sales are there and spend a bit of money on advertising and send them out to a few influencers and kind of, if you then went to an investor and tried to get 20 grand or something to source the product yourself, then at least you can go there and say, look, this is proven, like I've proven this is working. And really, you know, any investor doesn't have a reason to say no. Yeah, yeah, very true. It backs up the credibility for funding. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, you know, nowadays you see a lot of startups that are just put, pushing ideas out there and, and hoping to get yeah. them. But, you know, here you got actual proof and sales and profits. And it's just like, you know, here we go. Let me you know, take some working capital to, to you know, really optimize this thing and, and to really better serve the customer and uh, to get bigger sales. And yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> this is awesome stuff man yeah great great stuff for sure now you know one of the things i wanted to, to to touch on was so i noticed you said that this was a single product store uh which is really cool and i know i noticed most people either do like either a single product or a niche store or a general store um so what what's been your uh, approach um, so I've, I've tried a general store once, um, I didn't have success with it, but I've pretty much only ever done a single product or kind of a one plus product store, which is where you kind of have one product and then kind of a few related products in which you can upsell. Um, I just find that to be a lot better because you can really build a brand around the product and, you know, you can just order one product. You can take so many pictures of it. You can really build a brand on Instagram. You can send the product out to different people. Um, and especially if it's quite a unique product, then somebody sees this and thinks, you know, like, wow, this, this is what this business are doing rather than going onto something like a general store. Um, I find that a lot of general stores, drop shipping stores that I've been on, you kind of click on it and it's just a load of products on like a white blank page and, you know, consumers are wiser than up now. They, they don't really want to buy that kind of stuff because I think straight away you can tell, oh, that's going to be like a long shipping time. But really, you know, with a one product store, it's so easy to kind of create this illusion of this this whole brand and it not to even look like a drop shipping store. Mm, yeah, really good. And uh, maybe even touch on that a little bit further about the importance of branding. So do you, in launching the store, do you do a little bit more to really... Uh, have the appearance of, of like a professional brand? Yeah, so I think that's the biggest thing for me is like the whole the whole thing behind everything I do is, is really about marketing and branding and that's really where I find my success is, is building a brand around a product. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it's all well and great having something like a really good Facebook ad, but then when somebody goes through to your website and they just kind of see like a white blank page and you don't even have a custom logo or something, like you've lost straight away, like you've lost 
almost every person, maybe one in a hundred might stay. Um, but then if somebody clicks through to this website and you know, it's all really in sync, all the colors are in sync, you've built a custom logo, you've ordered the product in advance and you've taken custom photos of it, you've taken a custom video of it, like there's no reason for a consumer to think this is just a drop shipping store or you know, this is one of those dodgy stores that's gonna take forever to get to me. Like somebody <laughs> will just think, you know, this is a real brand and I can see that people, other people are genuinely happy with it. You know, send it out to influencers, get reviews and just order the product and get loads of good content. And, you know, even take inspiration from other big brands out there um, that aren't drop shipping brands. And just really, it, I think it's just really about what you have on your site and the content that you deliver um, that just really drives those sales. Yeah, and a really good point. I'm glad that you touched on that. And hopefully the audience is, is catching this because I, I like to, to say that, I mean, you know, two people could be selling the same product and one person getting sales, but the other person not. You know, the the only difference is is the offer. It's like how you're branding, how you're reaching the customer. And uh, so, you know, what you described is that, you know, you're taking all those extra steps, you know, to, to make it look, you know, like a professional, you know, site that, that people would expect to shop from and credibility and trust and relationship that you're building with the customer, as opposed to, you know, just trying to do a a quick setup where it it comes across, like you said, dodgy or like a little scammy, you know, droppy drop shipping. Yeah. Oh man, that's a great point. So hopefully the audience is catching on to that. It's like, you know, um, a lot of times it's not, just about the product so you know one person's you know winning product doesn't mean that you take the same product you know the real difference is like how are you marketing how are you offering that product to the customer yeah absolutely absolutely 100 percent. and even my most recent store um is in the conversion rate is like four and a half percent now whereas that's in kind of like the top percentage of all shopify stores where the industry rate is 1.9 percent and genuinely that's literally all down to what i'm offering on on my page itself and going through and creating um tutorial videos creating pictures just offering loads of help and support like just making the customer feel like we are really here for you and they want to land on that page and they don't want to have any questions like if they have any questions they're going to leave and they they might not purchase or they might think i'll come back another time and they might not come back another time like you want someone to be there you want someone to read your website copy watch your video and be confident that they they want this product and they don't have any questions yeah Wow, really good point. And a couple of good points, actually, that you met. Uh, I mean, one about, you know, yeah, I did catch that when I thought that was awesome about the conversion rate. And then one that you knew, I mean, you're looking into it and looking at the product that you're selling, the industry. I mean, you could tell then the audience, you know, listening to her, you should be able to tell that, I mean, she's doing the research on the product, the industry, who the target audience is, the customer. And then, uh, you know, having a better understanding you know, with your conversion rate of 4.5%, you know, higher than the highest, you know, 1% in the industry, which is huge. Yeah. So, I mean, that goes to show proof in point that, okay, you're marketing better than everybody else. And that that's proof in point right there, which is just really great. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. This, this is exciting stuff for sure. So, you know what? And the cool thing is, is that as, as you've been uh, doing that, 
maybe share the story. How did that lead into then you now putting together an agency and helping, you know, other clients uh, do the same thing? Yeah. So that was uh, more of like, I was doing my own thing and uh, not really wanting to work with anyone else. And then I started kind of um, giving advice to a few different companies just because I'd see like a website or I'd, I'd go somewhere and I just couldn't help myself, but say this needs to be changed or you're not doing this good enough. Um, and yeah. I don't know, it's just like a natural instinct within myself to be able to say like, you need to change this or I can do this for you. And at first it just started off more as I'm helping people out. Um, and then it really started to take up a lot of my time. So I, um, started up my own agency. Um, and, I took a agency course from someone who does a social media marketing agency in the UK and his name is Iman Gadzi. Um, and I started my agency kind of bringing only in like two grand a month. And then uh, last month I won a, a award for um, doing six figures. So kind of like the top agencies of the top students that he's um, provided training for. Uh, but it was more just kind of, I have the results to show for myself. This is what I can do. Like, I know I'm good at what I do. Um, I yeah. can, you know, I can charge you and I can charge you a reasonable amount in which you can still make profit just to help you really change your store, really up the conversion. And Facebook ads was a massive, massive part of that. As a lot of businesses are just kind of clueless with Facebook ads. But I luckily, I, you know, I taught myself from quite a young age and, you know just try to live and breathe it so that's when I started just taking on clients really um yeah 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 and the the name name of your agency so if if other uh other uh, clients are interested uh, to reach out to you what it what's the name of your agency how do they find you uh, it's called KLM Media um but anyone can just reach out to me through my Instagram which is Ecom Katie Ecom Katie yeah I like that tag name. That's really cool. It's uh, memorable for sure. Yeah, this is awesome. So, you know, one of the things I was curious about, which is because I, I know that you, you said you touched on, you know, starting at, at such a young age, which is just really cool. Um, so what do you do now to kind of like, you know, stay current and stay on the edge? So as far as like self-educating yourself and, um, you know, stuff in the space, how do you how do you stay on the edge there? Um, I mean, I watch, uh, I do still watch a lot of YouTube videos. Um, I just don't think that you'll ever get to a point where you know everything. And I don't think you can ever get to a point where you can't think that people might not know more than you. Like I can literally learn from everyone around me. And okay. I just, I'm at the point now where I'll sit down and I don't turn the TV on, but I'll just put YouTube on the telly and I'll just kind of listen to what other people are doing and the stories that they tell and yeah. think, Oh, you know, this person's doing this. Maybe I could try doing this. And, um, I do, I take a lot of courses, um, even from people that, um, might even be, uh, you know, not as far ahead as I am, but I just like learning so many different things from, different people and there's there's not one right answer to e-commerce you know there's not yeah. you can't buy one e-commerce course for 997 dollars and you know know the secret because there isn't a secret it's just filling yourself with <laughs> as much knowledge as possible and going out and just seeing what other people are doing and not even necessarily drop shipping stores but actual real businesses because yeah. that's who people buy from most of the time and that's who people are trusting so you know what can you take from from other people yeah yeah 
Really good point. But yeah, I'm always learning, always taking courses. Um, just about to take um, AC Hampton's course, who I think you had on the show. Oh yeah, so long ago. Really cool guy, Alex. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that guy is really cool and crushing it. Yeah, I mean, I think he just left me a video about you know reaching uh, two million on on one of his stories, and I was like, man, that's really cool stuff. Yeah, that guy's been keeping it real. But I like that you said that there's no a right or wrong it's just more of like you know what what is more optimized for a particular scenario so it's like so taking that approach of you know being able to learn and being open-minded to learn from anybody because most likely there's you know someone's doing you know one golden nugget that they're doing and you could you could extract that so say like you know for Alex for example he's got one golden nugget that you're able to then take and then mash it up into what you've been doing. And then now all of a sudden it becomes something new. Right. So uh, I could see it's kind of like an evolution is what I see is like, okay, we take these math yeah. of techniques and then all of a sudden it comes and becomes, you know, something new it's growing in this and it's things are ever changing. So that's why, you know, like we talked about, you know, just earlier about, you know, okay, some people say, no, drop shipping is dead. No, it's not dead. It's like, it's, it's going to evolve. <laughs> and change of the things and um we just want to be open-minded and, and to stay current with that right yeah definitely and you can always learn from what's going on around you like what one thing i took to some of my stores last year i saw an advert for a watch company in the uk and they were running like an ambassador program and they kind of almost made it out like um it was exclusive and you could apply and try um try and get in and you'd apply with your Instagram and if you got through then you'd be able to buy a watch at a discounted price and you know you'd be able to show off to your Instagram followers like you're an influencer so I took that along with one of my stores and I'd just seen that from somebody else doing it and I applied myself to see what the process was and eventually figured out that it was more of just an automated process and you'd apply and then kind of 24 hours later you'd get a message back to say here it is like you've got through and you can purchase your product for 50 percent off but really you know you're just buying the product <laughs> that's great <laughs> yeah yeah a lot goes into that and there's a lot of psychology that goes into that too like um you know leading up to it you know un unknowingly like you know there's there's these micro commitments you know the person's you know saying yes and you know hoping for a chance and then all of a sudden yeah, okay, now you're given the opportunity to buy. The conversion rate's going to be, you know, much higher uh, because along the way they've been making these, you know, micro commitments and, you know, hoping for a chance to win. You know, now all of a sudden there's that, you know, motivational factor. Oh, I can win and get this <laughs> product at a, at a deal. <laughs> yeah, really yeah, definitely. Great. And it, it was good while I used it as well. And it was a great way, any sort of, kind of brand ambassador program is a, a great way to get free content as well like even if you are charging cost price for your product mm -hmm. um, then you know you're covering yourself and you're getting free content out of it and free awareness from people that may even just have 50 or 100 instagram followers but you're still getting that awareness yeah yeah and that content that's really cool yeah thanks for sharing that so you know one of the things i'm curious about so now as you've uh, been you know growing to the stage what does a day in your life look like now um it's pretty different every day um i try to only spend kind of three or four hours a day working maximum um and the rest of that i try and kind of spend on myself um 
going to the gym. I go to the gym every day, um, just kind of um, educating myself, reading a lot of books, um, just looking after myself really, because I found uh, I found that dropshipping and e-commerce, like unless you really make make a conscious effort to surround yourself with people, it can be quite a lonely place. And you know, it's all good and well sat at your computer making all this money, but then when you kind of sit there, you're like, oh, I've not left I've not left the house in two days. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. So now kind of like I've been doing this four or five years now, I've really gotten to the, you know, the most important thing for me is obviously working my businesses, but looking after myself and making yeah. sure I get out of the house and making sure I speak to people. And I have an office in London <laughs> now. So I go there, I go to my office and just surround myself with people and just really looking after yourself because, you know, you, you can't really, you can't do a business and you can't look after a business if you're not in the right headspace. And, uh, and, you know, I was curious about like, you know, what advice, cause, um, I get this question a lot, you know, I would say, you know, a lot of people are like, how come you don't have more women, uh, on the podcast? I was like, you know, well, Hey, I'm, you know, I, w- I want to, and, uh, I'm looking for more. So like, uh, what just say to encourage more, more women, uh, in, into e-commerce? I, I guess just that I've, I've always told myself, like, if somebody else can do it, then, you know, there's, there's no reason stopping you from doing it. I mean, unless it's something physical, like Usain Bolt, Usain Bolt, I definitely couldn't beat him in a race, but you know, if it's something that somebody else can put their mind to it and, and they can do it, then, yeah. you know, you can do it as well. And I think, a lot of people are quite um, they're quite secret about what they do within e-commerce. I was at first and I didn't, as like a young teenager, I didn't really want to tell anyone what I was doing because I was worried that, you know, this isn't like a newspaper delivery job or this isn't like a job at Pizza Hut. Like, mm. you know, especially kind of like the older generation just didn't really see it as like a real thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I don't think people should be afraid to say anything. I think people should, you know, really shout out about what they're doing and be proud of what they're doing and just tell their friends and tell their family. And it's not as scary as it seems. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, one of the things I caught was the what's the story behind the Lucky Club? So the Lucky Club um, was actually founded by my friend and then I came in on it and it's a clothing company that we've kind of evolved um and just recently a, a month yesterday i think um <laughs> opened a new bar under the brand in london that's cool so that's going really well um <laughs> yeah it's going really well so if you're passing through london we should go check out the lucky club is that what you're saying yeah yeah it's in mayfair <laughs> it's called the lucky club mayfair yeah um, yeah, we've got some clothing in there. We've got some really cool DJs coming in. and Yeah, it's a good place. That's cool. Yeah, I'll be sure to stop by if I'm ever passing through London. <laughs> hey, make sure to check out the Lucky Club. Well, the Chicago Bears just played there, what, maybe about a month or so ago? And uh, so I had uh, quite a few friends. I didn't make it there, but I had quite a few friends that were there in London uh, that day. So I'm based out of Chicago. I don't know if you know. <laughs> so the London connection for sure. Be sure to check out the lucky. Club. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. Well, man, I you've been dropping a lot of value here today and I really appreciate it. And, um, oh, I just, uh, remembered, is it cool to follow up with you maybe in about six months or so have you back on the podcast? Yeah, of course. You know, I'd love to do that. that'll be great yeah for sure well this is awesome so i want to give you a chance to leave some closing remarks with the audience so i'll let you take it away 
yeah, definitely. Um, I guess kind of any advice I have for anyone kind of thinking about starting a dropshipping store or e-commerce store, I think just don't be afraid and just give it a go. And, you know, you can fail 10 times, you can fail 20 times, but, you know, maybe it's your 21st, maybe it's 121st. Um, you will get there eventually, you know, as long as you keep persisting, you will get there. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm thinking of starting a YouTube channel maybe or a blog, whichever is going to be the easiest way to kind of put out information um but i'd love to share exactly kind of what i do with my stores and you know there's a lot of people that are quite secretive about it and they you know they don't want to share their secrets but i'm more than happy to kind of be an open book in that sense and just kind of teach other people because had i have not had those people when i was growing up on youtube telling me to go and do something and get out there then i wouldn't be where i am today so i'm really keen on on doing that myself and you know kind of showing teenagers and even adults that you know this is possible and you don't have to conform to a nine-to-five working job but you know give up your time to make someone else's dream come true that you know you can you can make your own dream that's powerful very well said Awesome, Katie. Well, hey, really appreciate having you on the show today. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tech Money Talks. Endorsed by Player FM, you help make Tech Money Talks the number one dropshipping podcast on the planet. You help the show go mainstream because Tech Money Talks podcast is now officially sponsored by Spotify. If you're ever in Chicago, join our Dropship Chicago meetup group held at 1871 to meet with me personally and other professional dropshippers. We do meetings weekly. I'm now producing new valuable content on YouTube weekly. Go check it out and subscribe. Tech Money Talks is teaching you all about money-making opportunities that technology can bring. We're just getting started. There's more great things to come. Stay plugged in. Throw me a shout out and remember, you're just one product away.